What is up, DGAFers? <laughs> God, it's weird to do that alone. I'm not going to lie. So this is Jenna speaking right now. And uh, this is my first official solo podcast episode. And I honestly thought it would be weird to record this. I even started off saying like, this is weird. But honestly, it wasn't. I felt like I could have talked for hours, hours and hours and hours. And what I've learned about myself is that I have avoidant attachment. Um, there's different attachment types. Maybe that'll be a podcast episode that we, we talk about together at some point. Um, but basically what that means is like, when things get uncomfortable, I just like ghost, like peace out, I'm out of here, avoiding. And where that's showing up for me lately has been Instagram, because I feel like there's so much I'm learning about myself that it's overwhelming because I, I can't fit it all in a reel or on a story or like, I just can't. It's, it's so I do nothing basically, which is not helpful for me or for you. So I love that Lauren recorded her own solo podcast, just kind of updating you on her journey. And she texted me yesterday and was like, oh my gosh, I just did my own podcast episode. Like, holy crap. And I'm like, you know what? I, I'm on this journey of like coming home to me figuring out exactly who I am as a separate human from Lauren. And I want to do that too. So I'm recording it now before her episode even goes live. Um, as you're listening to this, obviously her episode posted last week, but I wanted to record this before I listened to hers because I'm me and she's her. And I don't want to be swayed in any way by what she said in her episode. So what you're getting is literally me, flesh and blood, I don't know. That was weird. Okay. Um, anyway, yeah. So this, this episode is really just my healing update. Um, I talk about codependency. I talk about feeling alone. I talk about comparing myself to others, especially to Lauren. I talk about some of the inner child work and the subconscious healing that I've been doing. I talk about the, the work I'm doing right now to continue to come home to me and kind of what that's going to look like. And I talk about just my business, um, my relationships, motherhood, like all that stuff and kind of where I'm at and where, where it's going, where I see this, the future of this going, because it's very different from where I thought I would be a year ago. But I also like, I'm so fucking excited about what's to come because I really feel like it's time for me to lean into exactly who I am and to figure that out finally. And for Lauren to also figure that out. And then for the two of us to come together as a powerhouse, because that is what we are. That is what we are. And up until this point, I don't think we've been leaning into that. I think we've been codependent on making sure like we both agree on everything and we're, we're staying on this path. And because of that, I mean, we've done some incredible things. We've done some incredible work. We've created some awesome programs and coaching opportunities and, and learning opportunities. But I feel like the depth in which we're able to work with you and offer things to you now is going to like just expand exponentially because we're leaning into exactly who we are. And I cannot fucking wait to share that with you. So here's my story. I would love for you to reach out on Instagram. We actually changed our Instagram name. It was Fit and Social um, and we changed it to at demand underscore growth underscore act underscore fearlessly because what we're doing is not about being fit 
and social, like it just doesn't encompass everything that we're doing at this point, but demand growth act fearlessly does. So give it a listen, reach out on Instagram. I'd love to hear from you if you listen to this episode and let's do this. Welcome to the Demand Growth Act Fearlessly podcast brought to you by Lauren Mayer and Jenna Lockhart. You guys, we are just two average girls who realized that the only way to truly live an exceptional life was to fight through our fears and never give up on our dreams. So when you hang with us, you're going to hear it all. The good, the bad, the the ugly, ugly, and everything in between. As our loyal listeners, you're going to be known as a DGAFer, like don't give a or get it. (laughs) Oh, but really, we want you to think about this because you're one of two types. You're either a DGAFer who doesn't realize the importance of living a life of growth or change, or you're a DGAFer who doesn't give a what it takes to reach your goals. Our hope is that we can turn you into the latter if you're not already there. So I'm not going to lie, this feels so strange to be recording a podcast episode by myself. (laughs) And it really is because since really we've started our business, Fit and Social, Lauren and I have done everything together. And not that that's a bad thing because I absolutely love Lauren to pieces. Like I cannot imagine my life without her in any capacity. But I'm also really excited to start exploring myself and my own healing without feeling like I need to be on the same page as Lauren all the time. And that's why I really wanted to record this podcast episode before I listened to Lauren's because yesterday she texted me and she was like, oh my God, I just recorded my own podcast. And I'm like, I need to do that too. I really do because before I listen to hers, before I can be like, okay, well, Lauren said this, so what's my take on it? Like, I need to be my own person. And that is really what I want to share with you today is kind of my journey since having my daughter a year ago ish. She was born last Halloween. She's about 13 months old now. Um, but since having her, kind of what I've learned about life in general and where I'm at right now. And so I want to go back because truly our podcast is the only thing that we have created that has allowed us to grow and change as humans. And I'm learning that I've I'm beating myself up for growing and for changing. I I tend to you know, like thinking back to when I was doing beach body coaching, when I was doing, you know, when we first started fit and social, when I was dieting, when I was preaching about routines and getting on Instagram stories every fucking day, like telling you something, something inspirational. Like that was my goal. And it was exhausting because no one's meant to be inspirational every single day. (laughs) Like, can we just talk about that for a second? That's That's like very inhuman is what I'm learning. It's a very masculine way of living where you expect to wake up with the same energy every day and you expect to have the same ideas every day and you expect to always be in a good mood. I would always beat myself up 
during those days, um, during the beach body days, during the, the early fit and social days, when I woke up and didn't feel energized and happy, I felt like something was wrong with me. And what I'm learning through that is that that is one of my deepest fears is that I'm going to let people down, that I'm going to let you down. I'm going to let clients down. And it wasn't until I had my daughter and until I started working with my personal coach, Jenna Brown, that all of this really came to the surface for me. Um, and you know, this podcast is probably gonna be all over the place <laughs> because I have so many ideas and so many things to share with you. And, and also what I'm learning is that's the feminine way of living. And also the feminine mind can follow it. You can, you can follow me. You can follow all my weird tangents. Like think about when you go to, to dinner with your girlfriends and like you literally talk about like 700 different things, but you leave and you, you're like, oh, wow, feel great. Like you can follow it because you are also leaning into your feminine energy because you're here. Um, okay. So going back to having Maeve, let's start there. Kids trigger the shit out of you. If you have kids, you've probably experienced that. And the reason that they do this is because it's like looking in a giant mirror, they mirror back all the parts of you that you don't like about yourself. All your insecurities like get pulled to the surface when you have kids. And, and that for me was the biggest wake up call of all. And it was, it, it forced me to look at the parts of myself that I didn't like and learn to integrate them into my life, learn to be okay with some of those feelings and those thoughts and those emotions. And I mean, God, when I think back to her first year, like it was so hard for so many reasons. Um, and it really just, it, it was the first big blow to my confidence the first big thing in my life where I was like, I have no idea what the fuck I'm doing here. <laughs> like I am so out of my league with this. And I, I got into this, this space because as, as new mom, the advice that I got was like, just trust your instinct, trust your intuition, you know, best. And that is so much easier said than done. And I got into this space where I was literally Googling everything like everything with her because I didn't trust myself. And I always was looking outside of myself. I always thought that somebody else had better answers. And I felt like I would constantly let her down in things. Um, even like her having hip dysplasia, like I internalized that because did she not have enough room when I was pregnant with her? And is that why she ended up in a pelvic harness for three months? And like, it was just a really dark place for me mentally where I felt like I was letting her down. Um, and especially raising her in a pandemic. I mean, it's there's just been so many things that have, have thrown me. And really what I'm learning now is it's thrown my nervous system into like a fight, flight, freeze response where I, in hindsight, can look back and be like, man, I wish I would have reacted this way. I wish I would have said this. I wish I would have done this. But in the moment, I couldn't do anything or I, I like, just literally couldn't react. I can think about several times where I just froze. And then I, uh, at the end of that situation, felt like I let her down. And so 
all that to say, I really feel like that was the first big confidence blow. Um, but also she, she triggered a lot of shadows in me about things in my life that I've just been able to like push through and plow over and not really think about, um, like spirituality for one. Um, I, I don't, I'm assuming that Lauren talked about her religious experience in last week's episode. I don't know, but she, I'm not going to even get into it, but she basically had a very different religious experience than I did. And my experience was kind of all over the place. My parents were not super religious. Like they believe in God, but they didn't teach me much about it. Like we really only went to church on like Christmas and Easter, but I had friends that I would go to church with. And I had babysitters that would like try to teach me things and none of it really stuck for whatever reason. And I honestly have not explored this yet. I have kind of pushed it off to the side and I don't know what I believe, to be honest with you. And that it's always kind of bothered me that I have felt that way, but it wasn't until having Maeve where I was like, you know, people would buy me these books and they seem super like, oh, like, let's talk about your feelings. Let's talk about your words. Like words are so you can spread kindness with your words. And then I would get to a page in the book reading to her and it's like, God wants you to have a, a heart that's filled with love. And I'd be like, duh, <laughs> like, I can't even read this to you. And so even that was like, whoa, like why, why when I get to a page like that, am I like, <gasps> like I freeze, I can't even talk to you. And then it brings up this whole, like, what the fuck am I going to teach you? Because I want you to believe in something, but what do I believe? And if I don't believe in, and if I don't even know what I believe, how do I teach it to you? And so that's an example of like how kids bring up your shadows and how I just feel like there have been so many layers that I've peeled back for myself. And through this, I've learned spiritually, like, I do believe in a higher power. I absolutely do. Um, I don't feel like I can necessarily voice like what that higher power is necessarily. And I'm learning that that that's really okay, too. Um, so anyway, so that's just some one example of, of how she has kind of triggered all of this healing. And throughout the past year, one of the biggest things I have learned is that the way I used to approach my life was very linear in the way that I was thinking. Um, beach body days for sure, early fit and social days where we were like, we called ourselves routine experts because truly that's what we believed at the time. And it was just wake up, do the same shit every single day, push through regardless of how you feel. Like all of that was taking me more out of alignment with how I actually felt and what I actually needed. And since having Maeve, now I'm like starting to question things and, and questioning myself and questioning things that I was taught. You know, religion is just one aspect, but like big things I used to believe in. Um, and even like, I feel like um, my OB, like my birth experience with her, I really question the way that that things went in the hospital. I'm like pissed about and I'm questioning that. And and for a while. I was taking all of those things that I was questioning and I was I was using them to add distrust to myself. I was discrediting myself and through working with my coach, Jenna Brown, I hired her for myself. Lauren hired her for herself too. We hired her for our business 
It's the first time that I've hired a coach who has seen me as a separate human from Lauren. And I think that's been really, really eye-opening for me because that kind of leads us into the codependency thing too. It's like, I felt like since Lauren and I started working together, I've discredited myself. I've, I've, you know, when I question things, like I said, that's like adding to the distrust, but I'm learning that I've always tried to always be on the same path as Lauren which in a lot of cases has been fucking amazing. But I also feel like if you ask me, like, what are you passionate about? I I don't know that I can answer that like wholeheartedly, truthfully about me individually. It's like when people are like, oh, what are your hobbies? And you're like, uh, like work and being a mom. And I don't really know. Like that's kind of how I felt up to like a few months ago. And that was scary for me because I'm like, okay, you know, I think back to the Beachbody days. And while I don't believe in that stuff anymore, like I was so passionate about that at the time. And that's what I miss. I miss having something that like fiery and just like, oh, like delicious. Like, it's just, I miss that. I miss having that in my life. And so I've really been taking the time to dig into that. And so working with Jenna Brown, and I want to go back to like talking about the distrust and all of that, because she's helped me really reframe that situation in my mind where it's like, okay, questioning things actually, like that's your fucking superpower. I'm like, really? Like I, I, I had a really hard time seeing that because I'd always, I, every time I question things or like switch paths or change my mind, To me, that felt like I was letting you down. I was letting people down. I was letting my past clients down. And I'm now stepping into that belief and that reality that that is my superpower. Um, And my husband and I had a long talk about this because he, you know, the masculine way of, of living is you grow up, you get a job, you do the same thing for 30 however years, and then you retire from it and that's it, right? I don't want to do that. (laughs) I, that makes me want to die thinking about that, to be completely honest with you. And that's one of the things that I really hated about teaching when I was teaching fourth and fifth grade. I hated it in terms of like having the same class back to back to back, where I would teach the same concept three or four days or three or four times in the same day. It's just so monotonous to me. But also, if you think about teaching, it's like, okay, you start with a group of kids at a fourth and fifth grade, start with a group of kids work with them for a year, they move on. And then what do you do? Well, you go right back to the very beginning of the year and you take a new group of kids through that. Right. And I've learned through working with Jenna Brown that I've taken all the parts of teaching that I don't like. And I've also integrated those into our business because that's what we've been doing. We've been creating coaching programs and offers and things that are fucking great but we're not allowing ourselves to to like grow to the next level to to graduate with you and keep fucking going and that's what i want to do and my husband the conversation that we had he's like okay like when are you going to stop blowing shit up like you became a teacher and then you blew that up okay then you became a beach body coach and you believed in it and then you blew that up 
And then you guys started Fit and Social. You were really fucking successful. You had you made six figures your first year with Fit and Social, and then you blew that up. And then you did business coaching a certain way, and you blew that up. And like, when are you gonna find something and stick with it? And you know, before working with Jenna Brown, that was in my head, like, oh my God. And, and like, I do, I have to find something. I have to stick to it. I got to I have to like land somewhere. I'm like floating around, like, where am I going to land? And, you know, thinking about the growth I've made over the last year, like we found intuitive eating, right? We, we transitioned into that and Lauren and I went through that together and it was fucking beautiful. But the issue I had with that is like, once I healed my relationship with food, like, I don't want to go back to that place. I don't really want to necessarily work with people one-on-one to help them make friends with chocolate chip cookies. Like, yes, it's important, but I don't want that to be like my life's mission. Right. And then same thing with cycle syncing, because, you know, intuitive eating, intuitive living, it kind of then drove us into like getting in touch with our feminine side in terms of our menstrual cycles. And we did some webinars on it and we created a a mini course on it. And we had just some awesome conversations around that and some freebies on that. And it's been amazing, but also like cycle syncing in itself isn't my life's work. And I've been beating myself up. Like when the fuck am I going to land? Where, when am I going to find my quote unquote life's work, what's it going to be? And my conclusion is that this is my life's work. And Jenna Brown, I credit so much of this to her because she's helped me reframe this. Like my life's work is literally blowing shit up. That's what it is. It's, it's my superpower to dive head first into the unknown of intuitive eating, of cycle syncing, of quitting my teaching job and starting my own business. It's diving head first into that shit without a fucking clue about what it is. And it's learning it and it's embodying it and embracing it. And then it's sharing it with you. And then it's moving on to the next thing. And that feels like home to me. And it's just funny to like, think about it and think about how hard I've been on myself for like, not being able to to land and to narrow it down. And now I'm like, I'm not meant to. Like, I'm literally not meant to do that. I'm meant to follow my passion and just see where it goes and share it with you openly and wholeheartedly. And to be fucking okay with the fact that my passion may not be Lauren's passion. And that's where the codependency comes in is I, you know, I think about, um, think about a call we did. We had a consultation with a woman. She, I loved, loved speaking to her. And I just related so much to what she was saying in terms of, of her food journey. And she's like, you know, I met with a, a dietitian. She's like, and I really, I went in and she's like, I just want you to tell me that I'm a binge eater. I want you to diagnose me with binge eating disorder. So then I know what to fix. Then I know how to do it. Then I know where, what my steps are. And the dietitian was like, you don't know, that's not like, that's not really how this works. And also that's not what, that's not what you have. You're not, a, you don't have binge eating disorder. And she was like, damn it. Cause she's like, I just want you to diagnose me. So I know what to do. And that's, that is how I have felt working alongside Lauren in terms of our healing journeys is I, I've been beating myself up for not needing the same healing as her. And when you take a step back, it's like, 
do you see how fucking codependent and fucked up that is? <laughs> like, like they're on what planet are you the exact same person as someone else? Like it's just no. But also, we downloaded this app. Our friend, uh, our friend Kiara told us about the app called The Pattern. So I downloaded that, and you can like run bonds with people. So Lauren and I ran a bond together. And literally it shows like a fraction circle. There is like a tiny ass sliver of this circle that says how alike Lauren and I are. And it literally is like, you two are so different. You're so different. And that, that was only like three weeks ago, probably that we got this app. And I'm like, okay, if we're this different, why am I trying to like do everything the same as you? Why am I comparing what I'm doing to you? Like why this is, dumb. It's dumb. And it's taking me out of alignment even further with, with myself. And it's, it's creating more distrust with me because I'm trying to be you. And so what we've decided is that we need to come together as a fucking powerhouse. Like we are our own separate entities. We're our own separate people. We're our own separate humans with our own separate lives and different kids and different husbands and different experiences and different families. And that's okay. And it's actually really fucking amazing because now when you work with us, like we're going to bring the fucking fire from all angles instead of trying to bring it from the same place. And I can't wait for that. I really, truly can't. And I finally, I finally feel like I am like home in my body for the first time, literally in my whole life like 30, how old am I? 33, 34? I don't know. I don't remember. Is that weird that you like forget once you get into your thirties? I don't know. I'm either 33 or 34. I think I'm 34. Um, but I, like for the first time I feel like this is what I meant to be doing. And so I really have been taking some time to, on my own healing. And one of the things that I've done is called the deepest fear inventory. And this is something that we're actually using with our clients who signed up for us to do our insane healing program. And it's basically, there's a bunch of steps that you take. Um, you write a letter to the universe. You talk about like things that you want, but I won't give you the whole gist of it, but basically what do you want and why are you afraid to have that? And it's crazy because what I said is that like, I want self-trust and I want autonomy. Like I want to be my own person, but I have a deep fear that if that happens, here's what will come of that. And so I wrote out all this stuff. I just did this this morning, which is what made me want to record this episode and, and talk to you about it. I did this this morning. And what I realized is that the things I'm afraid of, I'm actually creating in my life because I'm not trusting myself and I'm not leaning into who I as an individual am. And that was like mind blowing to me because I'm like, okay, it's fucking time to just be me, like be unapologetically me. If I piss people off along the way, oh fucking well. Like I hope you come along with me. And if not, okay, that's fine. Because it's also not my job to save every person on the planet. And I felt that for a really long time that like the work I did and what I did, like everyone's everyone's healing and everyone's growth was solely dependent on what I did. Do you see how much pressure that is to put on, on you? Like, or to put on myself, like that's absolutely asinine. Like 
that's not how this works. And truly moving forward, what I want my, my purpose to be is just living my truth, showing you what that looks like for me personally, and then helping you figure that out for yourself. It's not, your path is not going to be the same as mine. It's not because we're different people and that's how it should be. That's fine. And I want to help you just step into your power without feeling responsible for saving you. And I think that pressure that's still going to take a while for me to work through and truly release, but even voicing it here and even recording this, this podcast on my own, it honestly hasn't been awkward at all. I thought it was going to be, and it's really kind of just flowed. Um, I think I've really needed to do this and really allow myself to be my own person. And, you know, going back to when I had Maeve, a huge theme that kept coming up for me when I was like, going to my postpartum appointments and working with a a, um, postpartum mood disorder therapist. And I was going to physical therapy for my bladder prolapse and like just crying all the time because I just felt so broken. Um, A theme that kept coming up for me is that I'm alone. And I think I've been using codependency in my life to not feel alone. But what I'm learning through working with Jenna, doing all this subconscious healing, doing inner child work and subconscious work, it's like what I'm doing in my life is I'm creating different scenarios that force me to be alone. And when I was a kid, I'll give you a a quick example of this. I had a timeout chair and I remember I don't remember what I would be sent to time out for, but from what it, what I feel, it's like anytime I had big emotions, big negative emotions, right? When I was like, just super disrespectful, angry, pissed off, mad, um, any of, of the like big emotions that trigger us in our, like when our kids have them now, they trigger us, right? When I had that, I would go to the timeout chair and I remember slamming my chair back into the wall so hard that my dad had to read plaster. He had to re-drywall the walls. And thinking about that, I literally now am like recreating situations in my life where I am that little kid in that chair, slamming my chair against the wall, being like, no one's listening to me. Like, that's literally what I'm doing. I'm doing it. I do it in my marriage. I do it in motherhood. I've been doing it in our business. Uh, It's been showing up everywhere. Like that is my pattern. I'm like, creating situations where I'm alone and I'm embarrassed and I am not being listened to. And then there's the shame and the guilt. Like that's the cycle that I'm addicted to. And I believe becoming aware of it is step one. Like you have to acknowledge, not even acknowledge, you have to like peel back all the layers and be like, what the fuck is my pattern? Where is it showing up? And now I can see it. And I can call myself out on my own bullshit. And now I have the tools to subconsciously heal what's going on there because there's a lot. Um, So that is my journey in a nutshell right now. Um, What I'm doing in order to like continue to come home to me and be my own person, um, we in our business have decided that we're going to stop Zooming because before we would like sit on zoom together and be like, what do we want to work on today? What do we need to do? What do we need to do in the background? And like, I, there were some really good parts of that, but also I'm really enjoying not doing that. 
and that's okay. I still talk to Lauren every fucking day, every day. Like we're not going anywhere. We're literally just coming together as a powerhouse now. That's the difference. Um, and we'll still do podcast episodes together, but we're going to be our own people as well. Um, and so what I'm doing this week is even, especially, um, her kids have been sick, so we couldn't zoom. And so I'm like, what do I want to do? Because I still had childcare. So I've gone to two yoga classes on my own. I'm actually leaving in about 10 minutes to go to a meditation class. And then I'm going to chakra balancing after that, which I can't wait for. Um, I have discovered about myself that I am an empath. And I don't know if Lauren talked about this. I'm assuming she did. But like I said, I haven't listened to her episode yet. Um, she has discovered, well, not discovered. She thinks that she is ADHD and also dyslexic. So talking about like, like neurotypical versus like not neurotypical. There's a different word for that, but I can't think of it right now. Um, neurodivergent, that's what it is. So I'm like, okay, well maybe I'm ADHD too. Like I wanted to be ADHD because Lauren was. And I'm like going through, I'm like taking all these online quizzes and I wasn't, and I was like disappointed that I wasn't ADHD. And I'm like, this is fucked up. <laughs> this is so fucked up. Like I need to lean into myself and not try to be Lauren, right? So through that, I've discovered that I'm actually an empath, which means I don't create my own emotion. I take in everyone else's emotion. So like I can walk into a room and like immediately like either rise to the level of everyone's emotions or drop down to the level of their emotions, depending on the frequency that people are at that I'm around. And it's very, very confusing, especially as a kid, when you're taking on other people's emotions and not, I've always thought those were just my emotions. Like I've never known this before. And so that has developed into like people pleasing and feeling like I'm in charge of people's emotions, especially like my mom. That's one thing that's really come up is like, if she's not in a good mood, I take that on and try to make, like bring her up. And I do that with everyone. I do that with everybody in my life. And that also ties into codependency. And so I've actually learned that I'm an empath through learning about human design. And there's so much more I could talk about with this, but basically human design is like your specific genetic blueprint. And just this morning, I actually bought a human design certification because I personally want to teach you about human design and I want to do personal readings for you. And I, because it's been so life-changing for me just to know more about myself, to learn about myself and to give myself permission to lean into exactly who I am and what feels good in my body instead of looking outward for things. So, all right. So that's where I'm at in a nutshell. Um, I'm so excited to keep sharing this with you, honestly. Like, I just thank you for listening to, thank you for listening. Thank you for listening and proving my theory wrong that no one is listening because I know that you are and I love you and I appreciate you. And I just, I can't wait for what's to come, but I'm no longer boxing myself in and we're going to blow up some fucking paradigms together. And I hope that you are along for the ride. So, all right, till next time.